1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile
2: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Hello and welcome everybody into another edition of the PHNX Sun Show. I am your host, Greg Esposito. Oh, hoy! Joined as always by... Gerald Borgay. Gerald, how are you, my man? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm good. And Saul Bookman, Saul, how are you?
2: Much like a lot of my uh, early dating life, a lot of anticipation with no <laughs> finish at the end. Oh no, he did go there right off the bat. Well, I, I should have said conclusion. <laughs> well,
1: I'm Finality. not. I'm not even. I'm not even touching finish that. is probably the wrong word. <laughs> <Much> I <apologize laughs> for that. That was very crass. Look, we're yeah. all. We're all anticipating something that isn't here yet. So. Our
2: phone's going to go off any
1: minute now. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, here we are. Well, why not? Right why Why wouldn't it? Total chaos all at once, right? We've been waiting all day. It's, it's, like, it's like back when you just waited for your friends to call you back before there was text or any of this other stuff when we were kids. And you were just sitting there waiting, staring at the phone going can can the kids play yet no uh-huh. you know what it
2: is it's in it, gerald you're probably a little bit more school schooled up on this than that's and i but it's like when you text back and forth with a woman and then you say that one thing that you're like eh? and then <laughs> she leaves you on red you're like, you send you that first respond? that first risky text and yeah, then the conversation yeah. just dies yeah. yeah it's like uh this is like
0: that, but much so, worse. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Hey, yeah. B- by the way, we are, we are brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. If you put $5 down on an NFL game uh, and your team wins, you're going to get $200 in free bets when you sign up using that code PHNX. So we highly recommend that. Time for the tip topic of the game. Oh, by the way, Lindsey Smith on vacation won't be here for like two weeks, I think uh, we gave her gave yeah. her off, which uh, real every, nice.
0: A week for every Emmy, she's won.
1: <laughs> and wait, shouldn't she get four then for the two Sunnies? She's oh, won too? That's why you said Emmy. She'll be back in a month Emmy, uh, for every award. Awards. Big Emmy's. time, big time, Lindsey Smith will be back. But our tip topic of the show, is it time to panic about the Suns yet? They sit at <laughs> one and two after three games. Uh, I'm going to take that as a no, Saul. I'm no. going to take this as no. It's a hell no. It's a hell no. All right. Uh, Gerald, where do you land on this?
0: No. I, and I think we've heard that from all of the Suns. Like three or four of them have used the term panic button. We're not hitting the
1: panic button.
0: They're fine. They realize three games in four nights is a rough way to start the season, especially with a road back-to-back. All playoff teams, they're still not even in like tip-top shape yet. Monty's alluded to that. They need to improve their conditioning. So they'll be fine. It's just not the start that we kind of hoped for, for a team with continuity. So
1: a loss on Wednesday is the, pa- does the hand inch closer to the panic button against the Kings? A little bit. I All think right. so.
0: Like you got Kings, you got Cavs coming up. You look at their schedule the next few weeks, it's pretty favorable and they have this homestand that's spread out.
1: So if they're not kind is of up to speed
2: nuggets of the Cavs are favorable.
1: Well, <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> that didn't end up so well for them last night. I, I'm not of the panic mindset yet either. Some are, yeah. Some, yeah, <laughs> Some are. <laughs> I'm not che- checking Tankathon.com quite yet. I'll say. You didn't you post a screenshot? That was the joke <laughs> oh that gosh. other people are at that point. I am not there where I'm uh, actually about thinking about it. it, it. Means you're thinking about it. <laughs> No, I'm really not. Uh, there, uh, this team will be just fine, and I think we'll see that by the by the end of the week. At least on the court, this team will be just fine by the end of the week. Is uh, is my viewpoint, but one yeah, thing... has got his phone right here. Just, I'm like... My phone vibrates. Huh? Like, oh. huh? Okay. ESPN sounder goes off that sports center. <laughs> da-da-da, da Yeah, you get a little nervous these type of, uh, this time of day. Uh So Booker, Devin Booker, uh, part of the new release for the Corvette Z06 today Look at this picture. Z06
2: or Z 6 I I
1: don't know. I'm not a car guy. <laughs> I
2: don't. Yeah, all that of thing day, is sweet. it it's is. It nice. is.
1: It is. It is a beautiful Damn. vehicle. And the Devin Booker part of the launch actually got a chance to go uh, sit in the car as part of the photo shoot and go around a track with a professional driver driving no, one I of these. Like this one. I was like, no, what? no, no. That is. What? That is. He won. Our, he was part of the launch of this. You oh, no, 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 me. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, um, no, me. yeah like me. He, and, was,
0: he was the professional driver. Me and
1: De- <laughs> I said Devin Booker had a chance. <laughs> me and Devin Booker just hung out driving the new Corvette. That's what I spend my time when I'm not in the office. How was it? Doing. Oh, it was spectacular. <laughs> just hanging out with Booker. Then the car made it even better. Now, Devin Booker got a chance to uh, ride, and it it's an uh, unbelievable ride. But what I find so cool is, We've talked about Devin not getting a lot of national attention over the years. The trip to the final uh, finals and showing off his car collection during that playoff run actually gets him to be part of a national release for a major vehicle. I found that pretty cool, just as cool as the car that Book got to sit with.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful car, obviously, and we know that Book is like a big fan of these different cars. I think in the press release that I read, he, his grandfather— had like a 75 Corvette or something yeah. um, and he used to work on it with him in the garage. So that kind of sparked his love for cars. And so it's kind of cool that that came full circle and he has this awesome like release with this beautiful car.
2: I want to know if Devin actually works on any of these cars or are they just like, you know, he has people that does do that because there's, there are people that enjoy working on cars. Like mm-hmm. it's more, it's kind of like wood wood shop and, right. um, and things of like that. It's a hobby. And, um, so I, I'm kind of curious about that. Like, does does Devin work on these cars or is he just, you know, an athlete that has money that buys nice cars that are ready to go?
1: Like, I'm, I I'm sure it's probably the latter. I mean, Devin. But, but you
2: just said that, like, his grandpa and him used to work on those kind of things.
1: Yeah. I just, I don't see Book having a whole lot of time to hang out in the garage trying to fix his car right now. Yeah. You know Why?
2: Like, you don't think, he he don't ever think goes he's kind of busy? I mean, he was <laughs> kind of play playing basketball. Until July, sixteen going hours to Japan,
1: a day, traveling with his girlfriend. Had COVID. I don't. I don't think he's had a whole lot of time to sit there and fix up his. Uh, I think his you. Cars. I think
2: you severely undervalue the amount of time that they might have to do hobbies. Like you, you think these dudes don't play video games at home? Like, yeah, if I somebody think can play video games, he, plays video I know he plays COD. <laughs> so if he has time to do that, he probably has time
1: to go tinker around the garage. Don't you think? Uh, I would, I would guess he's buying these things in pretty good shape. I don't, I don't think he's going to the junkyard and going, "Hey, you guys got a '57 Buick? I could spend the next six months putting back together." You First got of that? All,
2: when's the last time Not you went to a Buick. junkyard
1: and saw anything like that? <laughs> I don't know about rich people junkyards. I can <laughs> I don't go know about any junkyard. You know, I go to poor rich people, junkyards. people junkyards. You know, the rich ones. <laughs> you know, yeah, the ones that are
2: out in Beverly Hills.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure there's car junkyards for collectors that they can go, "Hey, I'm looking for a beat up whatever," you know. Uh,
2: hello says clearly Kylie fixes the cars. <laughs> I don't know about that, but she services the engine. Oh. Ayo!
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no! Wow, yeah. Cue that ESPN alert. <laughs> right? I love it, yo. Know,
2: you know what? Honestly, <clears throat> and this is something that that I've heard. Um, you know, Booker is is becoming more of a national figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I wonder how much Kylie has to do with that. I'm going to say very little. I think the run to the finals had a huge...
2: No, I'm talking about from a a a business sense, like a marketing standpoint. Like, Kylie understands that side of the game, and I I wonder Mm -hmm. how much influence she has on that. I'm not saying, like, she's the reason why he's getting the attention. I'm saying that she might be the reason why he's starting to look at things in a different way.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that that whole family has a business sense unlike any others. I mean, that's why... Uh, they're they're in the billions now. I I would I'm sure that Devin's got that mindset that she's helping, uh, you know, make him think bigger than basketball, which he should. I mean, he has the opportunity to build something much larger than just his game and last longer. And I know Kobe was a guy that that did that as well as part of uh, what he did before he passed away. And Devin looks up to him, so I'm sure he's thinking in that mindset. And Kylie's had an influence on. I mean,
2: that. Tom Brady. And Giselle Buncheon, we were talking about this earlier today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Giselle's net worth is like over four hundred million and Tom Brady's is just north of two hundred seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, we might be looking at the basketball version of those two. A
1: power couple. I mean, certainly. Yeah. And yeah. when
2: you're a trendsetter like Book, like you want
0: to build your own brand. And I feel like he is becoming his own kind of national brand. For it sure. probably doesn't hurt to have the connects that like Kylie and that whole family has too. So it's just all good for boosting his profile.
2: What hey. are we gonna what are we gonna call those two? Kylie um, and Devin. No, like, like you know, <laughs> the, you got to have a name.
1: Cooker. Cooker? <laughs> I don't know. Just, no. We're going to we're Why gonna did gonna you, have to think on it. Can we cut the man behind the Mac, <laughs> Shane Diefenbach's mic off for the rest of the show <laughs> no. after that one? Cooker. Good. Good. So nobody would have heard that if we didn't repeat it. Good to know. Uh, you know, I don't know. We can figure out a Kylie Booker nickname later Can't on. Can't call her Kyler.
2: Kyler. You could. You can, you you can call c- him c-
1: Kyler. Two Kylers in the town, like big time players. Now, look, I I found the thing I found most interesting about him as part of this Corvette thing. He did an interview with GQ talking about it. And they asked him, Oh, you're going to have one of these Corvettes? And he said, Well, I'm hoping to. Mm. How is that? You got bad negotiators if that's not part of your deal to be part (laughs) of this launch. They should have had the purple and orange one in his driveway today saying, Hey, thanks for helping us, right? That would have been nice. That would have been the considerate thing to do, I feel like. So <laughs> uh, a, in, in a less, uh, well, I don't know that. I'll, I'll, I don't know if it's less entertaining, but a name that frustrates <laughs> us a little more that we'll move on Apparently to.
2: Somebody wants us <laughs> to move on to some better topics.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we will move on to one. Yes. Uh, a, a fan uh, favorite, not so much. Uh, Robert Ori was on, is part of the Lakers pre, I believe pre and post game show on, uh, on, on, sports net in LA and he was part of a pre-show bet that happened between their producer Brian Bergen who apparently is a Suns fan uh, and they made a bet before the Suns Lakers game that the Lakers were going to win uh, if and obviously Ori said the Lakers were going to win his producer said they weren't so as part of that bet their producer Brian got to do this as the payoff I, I believe we have Okay, we don't have the clip. So <laughs> he, So what happened was they made the bet and Brian got the opportunity to throw a towel in Robert Ori's face. That was the bet that if, if the Suns won, Brian got to throw a towel in Robert Ori's face. And I found this to be very cathartic <laughs> when I watched it, even though when you watch the clip, Robert Ori comes off as a bigger dick than you ever thought he was before. Just because of he the says way he wishes talked.
2: he had a brick in that towel when he threw da- it at, at Danny. H. H. Which
1: what is it- just such an just That's- an asshole. Like even in an opportunity where he, he could have had some fun, what well, it shown up his personality, he was still a giant dick about it. And it was amazing to be that I thought, Oh, okay, Robert already's having some fun. Maybe it'll make him a little bit like more likable. Mm. Nope. Uh, screw Robert Ori is still the, <laughs> the headline of, uh, of this, that, uh, we'll tweet out on the PHNX, uh, underscore sons account, the video of it. So you guys can weigh in, uh, since we don't have it here, but that, uh, Robert Ori's a dick. That's, that's <laughs> again,
0: final takeaway. Robert yeah. Ori's a dick. Um, that was probably double, doubly cathartic for you then, because you got to see someone throw a towel in Robert Ori's face. And then you also got to continue hating Robert Ory, which I know fuels you
1: on a daily basis. So, <laughs> how did you know? I wake up and I I pray at the altar of hating Robert Ory. That is what fuels me every day, day in day out. And you're right. There was something nice about knowing that Robert Ori is still a bigger dick than we ever imagined. So that was very nice. Thank you, Gerald. Yeah, that, You're welcome. That man. makes I'm... me feel better. <laughs> In things that don't make me feel better, and this is the first bit of Real Suns news, we'll get into uh, today at Media Availability on, on Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, right? It hurt. This it already feels like the longest week ever, and it's only Tuesday. It's <laughs> Tuesday. Uh, at Media Availability today on Tuesday. Uh, Coach Monty Williams confirmed that campaign will be out for at least a week. Correct, Gerald? Yeah,
0: the the Suns told us um, that he's going to be reevaluated in one week with that right hamstring strain. So at least a week that he'll be out, and then he'll be checked on again. Uh, which means the Suns will be relying on Alfred Payton a little bit more um, in the interim, which is great because that's what they got him for. You want your third string backup to be someone with experience, and they have someone that started on a playoff team last year. So. That's comforting, at least, even if they're going to be without campaign for at least a week.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think this is a lesson to campaign as well. Um, unnecessarily, it's unnecessary to to push yourself here in the early going of the season because there's no there's there's no reason to. It's game three of the season. Like w- they need him healthy. If he felt something and felt like he needed to play through it, that's a little careless, in my estimation. Like he he probably could have done a better job, but you know, again, like. Ballers are ballers. Sometimes they just think it's going to be okay, and they just continue to push it. And now, instead of maybe him he he being out for a couple of days or maybe a week, he's going to be going on two weeks. Uh, by the time they reevaluate him and and he potentially come back, so um, hopefully you know he learns that lesson, and, and next time he feels something that just ain't right. He, he takes himself out and um, doesn't cost the team uh, a couple more games than, than
1: was needed. Cam doesn't seem like a guy that has that gear, though. He seems like a, a guy that plays in one gear and it's all out all the time. For and sure. I, and I don't know that even this will will change that mindset because that was the attitude that got him back in the NBA, that got him this uh, this $19 million contract that he winds up with. I don't know that that ever changes with Cam and, and his approach to the game.
0: Right. And, and Monty was even saying that at practice today. He was saying, like, he knows that he's out a week, but he's already, like, really, like, antsy to play again and to, like, test it out and stuff. So they're having to, like, make sure that he's taking the proper steps and whatnot. Um, You're going to see him playing at the park.
2: <laughs> Just so we can get a run in. Like, no, bro, no. Yeah,
0: he is just one of those guys. He has one speed. He wants to play. Like, he loves playing for this particular team, too. Like, he's talked all about how much he loves being here in the Valley and how much it means to him to have those fans behind him. And so he's probably bummed he's going to be missing most of this homestand.
1: For sure. He's going to come in in the Uncle Drew costume and, and try to convince them, oh, I, I'm a different guy. I can come in and run, right? <laughs> what From a basketball perspective on the floor, how much does it hurt them not to have campaigns, offense, Uh, In that second unit, and because Alfred Payton is more of a defensive-minded guard, so how does it hurt him? Who do you think is going to pick up that slack uh, on the offensive end?
2: Well, it's—I mean, it's going to be um, Alfred Payton is going to pick up the slack um, directionally, right? Uh, You know, a one-for-one swap. Um, I think Landry Shamit will have a little bit to say about that as well. Um, you know, and so there, it's going to be kind of like by committee, but mostly Shamit and, and Alfred Payton will come in to, to help supplement those campaign minutes. Uh, but nobody can do what campaign does, um, you know, outside of the, maybe Chris Paul. He's 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 got that burst. He's got that quickness. And he's he's uh, he's one of the, he reminds me a little bit of Manu Ginobili in terms of uh, the way he releases the ball at the rim and somehow gets those balls to fly uh, to fall in. So it, it's. It's it's nice to see that. In addition to that, he has become a threat on the offensive side. Teams do have to account for him because he does like to drive, and he creates opportunities for everybody else. That's something that Alfred Payton doesn't necessarily do. Um, so between Alfred and Shamit, you're looking for a nice little mix um, to kind of make up that gap.
0: Yeah, I, I think campaign is a lot more of a driver, downhill type of guy mm-hmm. who puts pressure on the rim Um, He doesn't always finish at an elite level because he's, you know, he's a smaller guy. And like you said, some of the shots he has to put up are insane. The amount of English he's got to put on those. Mm But um, Alfred Payton's a guy who exactly, Alfred Payton's a guy who can like, he can get downhill. He can get to the rim. He's not a great finisher either. The problem is he's not much of a shooter. So for him, when he drives, it's more about drive and kick or looking to set up teammates in the pick and roll, Um, which, you know, he did. You know, Monty said he did moderately well in that Portland game, despite how bad that Portland game was. Um, He had 14 points and six assists in his 25 minutes, shot six for 11. So, I mean, that's pretty much all you can ask for out of your third string point guard who's coming in to fill in for your backup. If they get that kind of production or anything even close to that from him... It'll be fine. I think we just weren't really noticing because that game was over by halftime. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I I feel like that tends to be it will be the case is that you're going to see Shamit and and Alfred step in there. I think another guy that you'll see pick up some of that offensive uh, weight on that second unit is Cam Johnson as well. I think we haven't seen that that big Cam Johnson offensive explosion off the bench. But we do have Monty Williams who talked about Alfred Payton having to step into that backup point guard role from today's practice as well.
2: Yeah, I think he's just going to get more comfortable with the group. Um, You know, coming off of a back-to-back and realizing the next day you're going to play heavy minutes, uh, it can throw your rhythm off. Um, And I thought he played solid uh, based on what happened in that game. (laughs) but I think he's going to get more comfortable with that group and the way we stagger the rotations, you know, being able to play um, with Landry, with Cam Johnson, and then transferring that and playing with Book, D.A. that forces you to kind of see the game a little bit differently. But Elford's been in a number of programs, so I don't think it's going to be a problem for him.
1: I love Monty. Alfred's been in a number of programs. That's such a nice way of saying Alfred's been a journeyman for his career. <laughs> he should be fine. He understands how to play with different groups. Yeah.
0: I love that he calls basketball teams programs too. He's oh, got it's, that
2: like old school, like college or high school approach yeah, to it. It's too. very much a high school, or college <laughs> thing for sure. Every time he says program, I'm like, <laughs> These dudes have to sign up for the program or what? You know, this ain't the YMCA.
1: But look, I think it's the right mentality because it, it, it's why those guys last year bought into the whole, I'll give up a little bit of my own for the greater good because they did treat it like very much like a, a high school or college group would look at it as this isn't, this is all about sacrificing to get to a greater goal. And you don't see that a lot in professional sports that, that, the good cultures have that, and uh, so I, I like Monty's approach yeah, uh, being a program.
0: And it's ex- especially helpful here because they're you know basically trying to convince a guy who started on a playoff team last year to accept a third-string role where he's not going to play much when campaign is healthy. Um, I think this campaign injury, obviously it sucks. We don't want him, anybody to be injured, but it could in the long term be a blessing in disguise if it keeps Peyton engaged from the start and kind of gives him some run in the early going to get his, get his legs with a new team.
1: Certainly. And that's, that's key because you never know at what point you're going to need Alfred Payton. Mm-hmm. If, if cam goes down again, or God forbid, CP three has something that, that prohibits him from playing, you're going to need Alfred Payton. So early season minutes, isn't the worst thing that that could have happened. And luckily it does not appear to be an extremely serious Thing for campaign, either. So, what is serious though, gentlemen, oh <laughs> is boy. betting on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you are serious about getting the best in your sports betting, I highly recommend downloading that app and tapping it and using that code PHNX. If you bet $5 on any NFL game, if your team wins, you're going to get $200 in free bets if you sign up using the code. And I have had so much fun. The same game parlays have been uh have been probably my favorite thing because you can stack up all these bets and get these odds at like plus twenty five hundred and you're putting twenty-five down and make I'm not hitting on these things <laughs> I was very like, often. Damn, what the hell
2: what, what parlays are you playing? Look, I don't see anything plus twenty-five hundred at all.
1: If you put it together right, well, you're if betting you put on like
2: ten bets on it. Yeah, yeah I guess you know, so.
1: Like yeah. you can get up there. Look, I'm I'm of the belief if I'm gonna if I'm going to go in on a same game parlay, I'm going to make it really fun and entertaining. If I'm oh, going to put, gonna if I'm put twenty five <laughs> bucks down, I want I want some big return. And mm-hmm. the best thing with the with the DraftKings sportsbook app is it's super easy to make the same game parlays. Then it's even easier to get my money out if I do hit on one of them. That sweet sweet cash is in my bank account in no time. So as I always say, I can take the misses out, or I can spend a little extra on you know. Uh, I MBA mean, I want to know. I, we
2: need to get your wife on this show because I want to know how many times you have taken the misses out. According <laughs> to your draft at home because I feel I like every, when I win. every time you win, you take your the misses out, and I'm like, number one, how much are you winning? Number two, <laughs> how much are you winning? And uh,
1: where are you taking the missus? Would you like me to answer all these questions for you right now? I, sure. right. I don't win, so we don't go anywhere. <laughs> but the theory is, so, if I win, some sweet, so sweet the cash. She
2: stays home. She yeah. does.
1: We we go every once in a while. We win. We go to you know a, a fast food restaurant because I don't put that much money down. Oh my you know, god! We had a four year old at home. We're just good news. We take honey, her we're where she to wants. <laughs> 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 Guess what, what
2: baby? You... <laughs> I'm taking you to Ikea. Cafeteria, baby. Uh, get, <laughs> How do you get like Costco? Swedish meatballs. <laughs> Swedish meatballs, baby. Hey, don't sleep on the Swedish meatballs.
1: There ain't nothing to sleep on with those. those. They're good and they're cheap. And I uh, you know, I'm I'm not a good better. I take the Defen Lock each week on our bet show oh, and it's man. difficult. I gotta throw but, Shane under the bus. Damn, I know, man. The Defen Lock is for six or five for six, so. Oh, or So, I've been taking I've been taking the other advice. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> but look, if you're good at gambling and you want to take the misses out, I recommend going to the DraftKings sportsbook <laughs> app, putting 5 dollars down on any NFL team if, and getting 200 and free bets if you use the code PHP. I remember back in the day.
2: I remember back in the day when Gambo used to like his his ex-wife used to call into the radio show and it was just used to be like Ooh, no. what's going to come out? And sometimes she would legit chew him out on,
1: on radio. <laughs> Are we going to have a segment with Mrs. Aspel? Oh, my gosh. I think oh. we need to.
2: She
0: just keeps hearing at home yeah. how you're going to take her out.
2: She's just sitting
1: there yeah. fuming like, is if this I guy
0: going to hit on a bet? guy never, I need...
2: ever hits, and I just don't understand why I'm always sitting here <laughs> making mac and cheese.
1: I need some good gambling <laughs> advice on these same game. Maybe I should just stop betting the 10 leg same game parlays maybe that's the problem <laughs> maybe i should just put the training wheels on and do there a two-leg parlay. Look, i want 2500
2: odds like what no that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> aiming too high icarus over <laughs> here trying to I take I the on to a parlay.
1: I was like, Jesus! <laughs> look i want to take the misses out somewhere nice so i go big and i wind up going home an awful lot but if you if you're ready to uh to bet uh, on DraftKings, kings we highly recommend you use the code phnx Bet that $5, get $200 in free bets. But we got to remind you, it's 21 only, Arizona only, gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. But if you want to make a bet that always hits. I don't know. Are we sure? Always hits. (laughs) Oh, boy. Go PHNX.com, sign up, become a member, and read Gerald's fantastic son's articles every day, You never lose there. There's no losing when you read Gerald. I appreciate that. That's nice. (laughs) And there's no joke there either. (laughs) Dead Sears, highly recommend you head over there. Become a member. Join the Discord uh, channel as well. Always in there chatting about whatever the day's news is in sports. Not just Suns. We cover Coyotes, Cardinals, D-backs, ASU, U of A, the Cardinals. Everybody and anything. We'll talk about it in there as well as on the site it's the best place you can go and you get great merch if you sign up for an annual membership you get a free t-shirt at the phnx locker and we are dropping some fire designs and we will have another new Suns one coming up soon so do that hit the uh, like and subscribe button as well while you're watching on youtube or leave a five-star review on itunes we appreciate it all uh, i think that is all the business we have to do right now let's hop back in to our topics for today and our big topic of the show. We we talked about this kind of uh, during that Portland game after uh, Devin Booker surpassed Dan Marley and made three-pointers uh, on the Suns list to move into second all-time. And I kind of half-heartedly threw it out, but I want to talk about it here. Is Devin Booker a top five Phoenix Sun of all time now? Uh, is he in a place with a trip to the Finals Obviously, moving up on a lot of lists all-time franchise-wise. Is Devin Booker a top five Phoenix son?
2: If he's not, he's close. I will say that. Somebody tried to say that they think he's number one already, and I'm like, that's not even close. No. Um, I think if, if you're going to make an argument, there's Walter Davis, there's Stat, there's Marion, there's Nash, there's Barkley. You might even want to throw in like an Alvin Adams if you really want to um or even a kevin johnson if you really want to but um i think he's he's within that three to seven tier right now um in terms of what he's accomplished early on in his career yeah absolutely top five um i think right now if we were to speak about it right now um i think he's six i don't think he's top five quite yet but it's by the thinnest of margins yeah it's a tough question to answer because we're obviously
0: he's only 20 he's about to turn 25 so we're projecting a little bit but I think we'd be foolish not to project and see like yeah he's gonna make a couple more all-star teams in his career he's hopefully gonna start making some all-nba teams in his career I might put him at number five I would put obviously Nash Barkley Amari and Matrix ahead of him um But I think you could make a case for him ahead of uh, definitely Alvin Adams. Walter Davis is a little bit tougher because he's, you know, the all-time leading scorer for the Suns. He's all over their leaderboards as far as their, you know, career all-time leaders. I'd I'd put him at five or six. And I honestly would listen to both cases for either one of those two guys.
1: Well, gentlemen, it is time for everybody's (laughs) favorite segment on the show. I think you all forgot about it. You've been sleeping on it, but it's time for Espo's Big.
2: All right, man. We just cut off the music. Just cut off the music and just you know whatever. First of all, how's it everybody's favorite thing
1: if we've only seen it one time? Because it was that damn good on the show. Nobody forgets
0: it. It's everybody's favorite segment. I'm everybody.
1: (laughs) I'm everybody. It is my favorite segment. I've got my top ten sons of all time that I'll give you here. Uh, we'll start at number 10. It's Thunder Dan Marley, number 9. Oh, you didn't have graphics for No, we didn't because we put this show together in about five and a half minutes because we were expecting something else to happen we today. We had alternate plans. We today. did have alternate <laughs> plans. So uh, number 9. So disappointed right now. Kevin Johnson, number 8. Number 9 is yeah. KJ? Yes. Oh number nine. Oh my goodness. Kevin Johnson's injuries did nothing but piss me off. I'm not putting him higher than nine. He's a top ten son, but he's nine there because his injuries cost the Suns championships. I'm just that's that's where I stand. You can at me. I don't care. At Espo, <laughs> uh just <laughs> complain about it all you want. But KJ's number nine for me. Connie Hawkins at number eight. Amari at number seven. <laughs> Amari at Devin seven? Devin Booker at six. <laughs> Alvin Adams at five, Sean Marion at four, Walter Davis three, Charles Barkley two, Steve Nash number one. Why Alvin Adams? Why so Ex- high? Expl-
2: yeah, explain why Alvin Adams is so high.
1: One of the most underappreciated sons of all time. Why the best center mm. they ever had? The best big man they had until Amari. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said he was the best big man he had to face in the Western Conference throughout his career. This guy is underappreciated. He was a huge reason they make their first finals run. He was an all-around good guy on this franchise in a time where they had one of the worst scandals in history and he was and he was a stalwart and one of the best players. Alvin Adams gets Underappreciated and then stays with the franchise and helped get them the arena downtown, help run that arena, now helped renovate that arena. Alvin Adams is underlooked and slept on in this franchise's history, and he's in the top 10 of numerous categories uh, that all time for this franchise. He's an undervalued to- Phoenix Sun.
0: So to back up what you're saying he's number one in games played by about 200 Mm -hmm. um number one in total rebounds number two in total points um definitely longevity is on his side very much so my my main gripe was that he kind of peaked his very first year like statistically like that was the year they went to the finals and then after that his game i mean he was still very good the next couple of seasons but after that it just kind of tailed off it seems like longevity's on his side
2: not only that but you had me until you said until stat and I'm like well that means stat is better I like that's think- that's how I feel about it St- Amari Stoudemire um, you know a far greater impact um, than I believe Adam, Adam Adams was because without Stoudemire you don't even get to the Western Conference finals because all you have is Steve Nash. And Steve needed Amari, and Amari needed Steve. I think those two worked. hand how and
1: hand. How many finals together. did uh, Amari
2: Stoudemire make? None. Like, zero. Okay, well, then how many All Star games did, did uh, Alvin Adams
1: make? I think one.
2: Yeah. So like we Great. can go we can go back and forth on that. Plus, Great. you absolutely disrespected Kevin Johnson. I can't believe my man Jews Juice Beans, <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you know, man, huh? that is the uh, that is <laughs> that is his name. Oh uh, he says Kevin Johnson played a full game plus double uh, triple overtime, actually. He played every single minute in that in that triple overtime game. And that season he was healthy. He got he wasn't he, healthy. He was fine in the finals? It.
1: He was hurt in the playoffs. Was he, he fine in the finals? Bit. No, he actually wasn't. His he back played was 63 still minutes and yes, led them to victory. He went out there and helped him, uh, for sure. He went out there and played hurt, but his injuries throughout that time cost that team multiple shots uh, at going back to the finals. I just, I, there's plenty of things. Kevin that's, Johnson's that's like a very say, problematic that, person like, that's in Suns like, history. That's yeah. like
2: saying that Steve Nash cost his team because Ke- he broke his nose. Kevin that's Johnson. Ridiculous.
1: Kevin Johnson is a very problematic person in Suns history. Why? Do you not Whoa, go? Oh, go are ahead. we going? Oh, we're going that route. You can go that route too. I'm talking think, about just basketball. I, I still think the injuries. Uh, that cost this team over the years. He was he was selfless in a lot of ways when it came to trying to play hurt, coming back after he retired to try to help the Suns when uh, I believe it was Jason Kidd mm-hmm. got injured. But I just I can't put him in my uh, higher than the nine on the my nine. list. I just oh I my gosh. there's there's things. Just, I was, yeah, I mean,
0: I you're I mean, not going to get I, an argument against for me about arguing against KJ given all the the off-the-court stuff. But one one quick thing about Alvin Adams, just going back real quick, because the peaking in the first season was worse than I thought. Um, He was an all-star, the rookie of the year, and all-rookie first team in his first season when they went to the finals. And then after that, nothing. There was no all-star, no all-NBA, no But
1: he played all those
2: games.
1: (laughs) He's just... I think you, can disres- you can disrespect Alvin Adams all you want, I'm not want, disrespecting Saul. him. I just don't you think are. he's a top five player. That's, that's fine. That's your prerogative. This is called Espo's <laughs> big board, not Saul's opinion. Not so, Espo's shitboard yeah, is well, what it yeah, is. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> Alvin Adams is a top five Phoenix Sun to me, and you can suck it otherwise. Because you, right? you love the underdog. That's right. why. Well, I, you Alvin are Adams a sucker for an
2: underdog. You know this is true. He's a very I, nice man, I'll say that. He's a fantastic man.
1: What a great guy. Ray, doesn't mean he's a Ring top of Honor player, member. So Amari's says. not a Ring of Honor member.
2: Oh my we gosh. We don't even need to go back to that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. We need to get into that right now.
1: Look, look I, for me... Amari took a lot of the shine That Mike because, is trying to get away with you. Then. I,
2: I, get away from yes, you. That's why he yes, keeps going, yes, going higher yes, and higher yes, cuz it knows yes, you're full yes, of shit. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> hey,
1: look, I, to me Amari took a lot of the shine in those 7 seconds or last years because he had highlight dunks, mm-hmm. but Sean Marion was the glue that kept the franchise together for over mm-hmm. a decade. Mm-hmm. Made playoff runs with with and and You don't have to, You, don't have to Kate, or this, or you said Kate. this all in
2: Purple's People
1: Court. I know Bob purple, you purple people's Corps. I'm just saying, yeah, purple people's Corps. I believe Court. that's what we'll be. we'll have to do another one of those because we have plenty of things that we can debate obviously that Probably. need uh, apparently that full Cage attention is one of them. <laughs> I don't think you want to go there. Look, uh, <laughs> I, I, can you argue with the the top 4 though, Nash, Barkley, Walter Davis, Sean Marion. No, I, I I get I, Alvin is a controversial.
0: I honestly I I would move Marion to th- Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I might move Marion to three and Walter David, just bearing in mind eras. Like I know Walter Davis is their leading scorer all time. He's all over their top 10 list. So he should probably be top five, top six. But just the er the difference in eras throws me a little bit.
1: To be fair, he was problematic, too is part of that the cocaine scandal so he probably i again agree. like problematic
2: listen i think it just as a general rule of thumb for this particular topic right i think it would be wise of us to just not like we're not talking about them as human beings and how great they were as as people because some of these guys are downright awful mm. um so let's just keep it to basketball and in a basketball sense what they accomplished on the court how would we rack and stack these guys because if we go the ethics route we can get rid of half the list,
1: <laughs> and wow. Gerard Mustaf too. But that's a that's a throwback for old school Scott. fans. Why uh, is look, he? Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, look, uh, <laughs> Booker. Do you guys feel Booker is in the conversation now? Yes. But just kind of right outside that that top five in general. I feel like another season or two, he's he's a lock for top five in Suns history. But I feel like I need. Maybe another All Star, maybe another playoff run, uh, you know, yeah. and him moving up a couple notches and that's. For he,
2: he, well, first of all, like especially if you're talking about like the top five, these were like all NBA performers in some regard, like all defensive or all NBA MVPs, you know, like and they accomplished they accomplished a lot um, at one point or another. These guys that were in the top five were the focal point of their team um Devin Booker has been the focal point on some really bad Suns teams but it took for Chris Paul to come in and be another focal point for it to help out and get them to the NBA finals so um I think Booker still got a, le- a lot left in the tank obviously he needs to make an all-star game outright like that just has to happen mm. um he has to do that and he has to make one of the all NBA teams um you know we we, we were talking about You know, like at some point, like Booker's going to approach the conversation as he's one of the best sons of all time or the best son of all time. Right. With Nash and Barkley, for him to ever overcome those two at some point during his career, you have to look at Devin Booker and say he's the best at his position right now in the NBA. Like at some point, I don't care if it's for half a season, a full season, whatever, because with Steve Nash, you could say. He was the best point guard in the Easily. NBA. With Charles Barkley, you could say he was the best power forward in the NBA at that in, the, in that at that time when he was the son for that one year at least. Um, you have to say that with Devin Booker right now. That's not going to happen because you have too many guards out there that are really really good, like Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. So. But he's
0: in terms of shooting guard, though he's pretty close. Well, do you like consider
2: Steph a shooting guard or
0: not? No, I consider him a point guard. Do you? Yeah, I'd say I he's don't, because he hardly half the time he
2: even brings up the ball.
1: The the thing for me with Nash and Barkley, I think you could look at, you know, those MVP years, mm-hmm. and in those years, say you could arguably stack those up that at their position, those may have been top five seasons for anybody at those positions. I mean, the things that Nash did, the way he orchestrated that offense. Barkley was unbelievable, his MVP season. To surpass those, I think you're going to need more deep playoff runs. But then you're, to Saul's point, you're going to need that definitive season where you look at it and you go, Devin Booker was arguably the best player in the game, and it's one of those seasons you would stack up against almost anybody that's played. Also, this back
2: to your point, I think in today's era, it's more just guards. It's yeah. not really shooting or point guard because, yeah. to your point, Steph Curry plays both, right? Like, he right. easily plays both. So you can't really define what he is or what he does because Steph Curry is a shooter, mm-hmm. so... Him coming off those ball screens is more effective than him actually running plays for others to get open, right? So that's why I would associate him yeah. with more with a shooting guard than a point guard. And but. it is mostly like guards, forwards, and bigs. Yeah, that's basically yeah, exactly leads. what it but is. Yeah, I I agree
0: with you guys. I think he that definitive season is coming, and it needs to come, especially now that he's on a team that puts him in position to have success for the first time in his career. But also just the accolades as far as All Star appearances, All NBA, because we're talking about you know book led or helped lead this team to its only third finals appearance. But like Walter Davis had six all-star appearances and was on the second team, all NBA twice. Amari Stoudemire, six all-stars, um, one first team, all NBA four second team, all NBA, uh, even, uh, Sean Marion had like four all-stars and a couple of, and like two third team, all NBAs. But he doesn't have, have an all NBA team. Yeah. Well, wait, he, did he ever make all defensive team after all? I, I don't he think Marion? he did yeah I thought, maybe, I thought i the thought the thing with him one. was that he never one. made one because he made one. Um, regardless
1: when when i look at that though with devin yeah, I never made one devin has the opportunity to have a part of what each of these guys on this list had uh longevity that alvin adams had scoring that walter davis had uh finals run that barkley had uh, potentially uh MVP in a conversation at some point. Some people argue Tom Chambers deserves to be in the top ten. Booker has more scoring game, a higher score, a higher scoring game than Tom Chambers. Like there, all these things that make these other guys on the list great. Hmm. Devin Booker could have a part, uh, something similar in his resume where you could look at each of those and go, "Like beats him because of this. He beats him because of that." All he needs is those. Th- those top, a few top seasons in the league. And I think he'll wind up as number one or number two on this. Nash is tough to pass.
0: Right. Cause he has the two MVPs and he's just all over the leaderboard. He changed, literally changed the game of basketball itself with those teams. That's tough to pass. But, um, you know, someone's saying the all-star appearances are tough cause it's a popularity contest. Also because like there are, there's so much star caliber talent in mm-hmm. the league right yeah. now. I think it's more, crammed with all-star caliber talent than it's ever been arguably so that that makes it tough too that's why you got to go for those all nba spots because those are more meticulously voted on than all-star is that's what's going to
1: make him the more money too yes those (laughs) those things as well
2: you would think but there's some dumbass voters out there (laughs) well that's that's true as we saw with coach of the year last year i'm (laughs) still better about that one can't believe that one still
1: Look, i i think when it's all said and done book is number two Nash is one of the greatest of all time at his position, so it makes it tough. I hate
2: to vacate, but
1: I got to go. Sorry. Sorry. It's not what you think. I'll tell you that much. You want to slide over one seat so we don't have this giant gap here with us? Anyways, uh, we can finish up this discussion, though. I'll make it very clear. Saul is 100% wrong about my big board. And again... (laughs) He can suck he it, and now he can't defend until it. After the man I said has it to him, the but I, I had to recap that. Uh, okay. We'd love to hear what your top five sons of all time are, though. Tweet us at phnx underscore sons and tell us what your list is or hit us up in the Discord or in the chat here on YouTube as well. We appreciate you watching. Always want you a part of it. Uh, Gerald, there's there's a lot of top five, top ten lists out there. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to male grooming, <laughs> the thing that is number one on my list, <laughs> manscaped. Oh god, you know that. <laughs> if you if you want to save twenty percent off and not accidentally take twenty percent off of uh, down there, you oh, know, no. use the safe, secure uh, razor. The lawnmower four This thing is the Cadillac, the Corvette. If we want to bring back something from earlier today, <laughs> well, well, uh, of of male grooming products, it's sleek, it's nice, it, it's sensitive too. It's it's it just it, it, as in it ain't gonna hurt you when you're down there. Oh, you know, okay. you're you're not going with a weed whacker mm-hmm. down there. You're you're going with something as precision, mm-hmm. right? And that's important when you're taking care of the boys. So head over to manscaped.com. Use the code PHNX at checkout. Save 20%. Get free shipping. Your balls will thank you. That's what they tell me uh, in their (laughs) slogan. I've never had my balls speak to me. If you do, you may need to call somebody. But I guess they'll thank you if you use Manscaped. So use that code PHNX. Save that 20% and get free shipping. Uh, And then... As always, our friends at DraftKings, use the code PHNX this week when you sign up for the number one sportsbook app in America. And you are going to get $200 in free bets if you bet $5 on an NFL game and your team wins. It is that simple, and you can bet any team. If you're crazy, you can bet the Jets to win. And if they do, you're getting $200 in free bets. I don't recommend it, Mm -mm. but you can do it. That's the beauty of it with gambling free or gambling legal here in Arizona now. So head over, download the DraftKings app, use that code PHNX when you sign up. Take care and take advantage of that special offer. Gerald, before we get out of here today, coming up tomorrow, Wednesday, Suns take on on the Kings. What to you do they have to do to get this thing back on track?
0: They just have to play their defense and communicate better. It's one of the things we've heard from Monty and and all of the players is that their communication hasn't been up to par, and part of that is their conditioning hasn't been up to par. Monty said, you know, when you're tired, when you're winded, it's harder to do what you're supposed to do, let alone talk to other people and communicate out there. So I think they just need to start building that communication and that trust back up again, get to where the defense is on a string because the Suns have always been a great scrambling defense, and the Kings like to play at a fast pace. So having those guys that can recover for you, having everyone on a string and on the same page like they, they were last year, that's going to be important against a team like Sacramento.
1: Yeah, certainly. I, I agree with you on the defensive end. I also think uh, ball movement offensively, mm-hmm. it's felt like the ball stuck a little bit. you know. And it's going to take Devin Booker, obviously, and Chris Paul— getting into their offensive groove. We haven't seen that yet either, and that could very much be a byproduct of a short offseason and then three games in four nights. I think scheduling did no favors for the <laughs> Suns in this first part of the season.
0: No, absolutely not, especially with you know one of their star players having COVID in training camp, playing one preseason game, and half the team still not being in, in game shape yet. So hopefully we'll see a little bit better. They've had some time off to practice to get their conditioning up, And they'll have more time after this Kings game before they play on Saturday again. So,
1: Saul and I will be back tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. for our pregame show. Gerald will join us live from the arena. If Saul has to take a phone call, you can hang out with me for 30 minutes. (laughs) That's just the way it's going to work. And then we will be live immediately following the Suns versus Kings game. Saul and I back with analysis. Gerald, live from the arena, telling you everything you need to know about what happened at the Footprint Center. So for Gerald, you can find him on Twitter at Gerald Bourget. For Saul Bookman, you can find him on Twitter at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there because something's got to hold his cell phone because apparently it's more <laughs> important than us sometimes. And you can follow me at EspoTheShow at P-H-N-E-X underscore. Sons, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ahoy, ahoy.